Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And this is the radio show where steel and soil meet. And if you happen to miss an episode, no worries. All right, you could always listen to it as a podcast. One week after it airs on Rural Radio, it will be listed as a podcast, the entire episode. And uh, you could reference it anytime. It's either on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, or most every major podcast hosting site. So that is, uh, I want to make sure I tell you every week. And maybe, hey, maybe you don't have SiriusXM. Maybe you're listening on the podcast, right? But then you'll see how great SiriusXM is, Rural Radio, and then you'll get a subscription. Or just get the app for your phone. If That's uh, maybe a less expensive way and a more practical way for you to go. But I hope everything is going well for you. And I know in so many parts of the country that the extreme heat is hanging on there. And that's terrible, terrible. There's nothing, nothing good that we could say about that. We just have to uh, hope and pray for God's mercy on the animals, the people, the crops, and uh, so many fires. Terrible, terrible. Just, uh, but uh, we're not going to talk about today, talk about that anymore today, because we're going to talk about something else that's a little bit more fun than talking about drought. So, uh, but first, before we, before I do that, I have to give a pin in my map, and this is my first pin from England. Now, I know I have listeners from England, but they haven't given me a pin, so maybe Mr. Kevin Flood will be the impetus for other listeners from England to reach out to me, and he is over in West Berkshire. It's spelled Berkshire, but it's pronounced Berkshire, England. And he has a 1929, he sent me a picture of it, along with the pin and the map, 1929 Ford Model A Sport Coupe, which is gorgeous. And he also has a 2000 Chevy S10 Extreme extended cab with a 4.3 V6 in it. He's got those over there in England. He got them from the States and he had them shipped over. So I want to thank you so much for the pin in my map, Mr. Flood. And as far as winners are concerned, winners of the Hot Rod Farmer license plate, because that's what the pin in the map is all about. You give me a pin in my map so I know where you listen from, so I could better tailor my content for you. And then you get into the contest to win a Hot Rod Farmer license plate. So our two winners this week are Mr. Eugene Thurn, and he is from Reedland, Iowa. So Mr. Thurn, and then Mr. Eric Urschel. And he is from Huntington, Indiana. So, Mr. Thurn and Mr. Urschel, I need for you to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and let me know where I should mail that Hot Rod Farmer license plate to you. So, I would greatly appreciate that. And if you want to get into the contest, you could either email me at Hot Rod Farmer or the best thing to do is go to my website, FarmMachineryDigest.com and just fill out the form for the to win a hot rod farmer license plate and everything is right there a couple of keystrokes and and one click away and we have all of that information 
and then your name goes into the i'm going to say to the metaphorical hat but it's not a hat it's a box and then uh i will announce you both on the sirius xm radio show and on my idle chatter podcast so you get the double double header there so i would appreciate if you would do that and also check out the website and all the content there and you guys are hot rod farmers you got to go to my website and start to take some of those toolbox tests so i think that you will enjoy them but on this week's show what i'm going and i'm probably going to get some some of the younger guys upset with this all right but i'm going to talk about why you should not roll coal with your diesel engine that it's not really something that you want to do. And, you know, back years ago, there were no hot rod diesel pickup trucks. And uh, so, you know, every generation has a, has a different style, a different hairstyle, different clothes style, different vehicle style. But so, you know, when I was a young guy, I mean, it was obviously with a pickup trucks on the farm, but the, I mean, at most, if you were going to hot rod something, it was an El Camino or a Ford Ranchero. Remember those? Those were nice, the El Caminos and the Rancheros. And I have wonderful memories of going into town as a little boy with my father. It was a Sunday afternoon and it was a, well, it was probably new, wasn't brand new at the time, fairly new, 65 SS396 L Camino, uh, sitting at the tra- well there was one traffic light in Hackettstown and it was sitting at the traffic light and it was the back then the style was to jack jack the cars up a little bit in the back and this one wasn't overly jacked up had a little bit of a rake to it had Kreger SS wheels which was the you know that that was the thing to have Kreger SS's and it had a little bit of a cam in it uh had, had a little bit of a cam in it through exhaust manifolds and uh, even though a cam and exhaust manifolds really is not that efficient but it gives it a very very unique sound and they didn't have all the different mufflers that they have today and i don't think it had thrush mufflers on it maybe it did uh, cherry bombs uh, that i don't i don't think it really did i think to tell you the truth it had stock mufflers on it on the but it the, the car was gorgeous i remember there was a bale of hay and a, a bale of straw in the back and there was a fly navy bumper sticker on the back window plus there was a drop dead gorgeous blonde in the passenger seat and so uh, all right so hey i'm a guy i'll tell you that but it, uh, I remember that explicitly. But we didn't have these hopped-up pickup trucks. We didn't have these diesel engines. So we had muscle cars back then. But we're going to talk about why you should reconsider to not blow coal or roll coal, not blow coal, roll coal with your diesel engine. But first, we have to go to a break. So sit, Pat, and pay attention because when you get done with this show in a half hour, you're going to be turning that pump down. Talking about being an entrepreneur literally since I was 10. Sirius XM's Business Radio. Inspiration to help you achieve more in business. Be creative, be tenacious, be decisive. Just do it. From finding a work life balance to motivational stories from entrepreneurs, big and small. You learn something in the successes and a lot from the failures. It's always worth it. Business Radio. Powered by the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. Sirius XM 132. 
rural is the roots of our nation. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Western sports, country music, comedians. It's an attitude. The rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. We've got everything from hunting, fishing, and conservation. Horses and horse training. Of news, weather, and the commodity markets. Sirius XM. It doesn't matter where you are in North America. It's always there. They'll have it in their trucks, in their combines, in their tractors. To hear Sirius XM's Rural Radio, activate your radio now. Call 844-711-8800 or head to SiriusXM.com slash go to sign up quickly. This is Sean Haney. Every weekday afternoon, we keep the discussion going on Rural Radio 147, beginning with AgriTalk with Chip Flory at 2 Eastern. Then at 3 Eastern, join Brian and Darren Hefty for Ag PhD Radio, followed by Shark Farmer Radio with Rob Sharkey at 4. Then it's time to get real and get connected with me on Real Ag Radio at 4.30 Eastern. It's a full afternoon of tips and tricks to boost yields and keep you informed starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, weekdays on Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. This week on Rural Radio, Channel 147. Rural Radio is the only place on Sirius XM to catch Western sports every single night. And now it's time for one of the most highly anticipated rodeo events of the year. The top cowboys and cowgirls across America are all headed to the capital of Wyoming. Tune in Monday through Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Cheyenne Frontier Days. Tune in this week to Rural Radio Channel 147 and listen anytime on the SXM app. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax. And as I said before the break, we're going to discuss rolling coal and why you shouldn't do it. And for those of you that may not be familiar with that term, what it describes is overfueling a diesel engine. So when you step on the throttle or it goes into some load, it belches out black smoke to a certain extent. And uh, you could, depending upon how much how overfueled it is uh it could be a little bit of black smoke or it could be uh look it could block out the sun all right so it's uh and it became very popular specifically with younger people but i'm not going to pick on them because i've seen some some more mature pickup truck drivers out there rolling coal or some semi drivers rolling coal haven't seen really too much with farm tractors rolling coal but I'm sure there's somebody out there who's doing that. And actually, it's it got its its name, Rolling Coal, from back from the old uh, coal fa- coal fired, coal powered locomotives that you'd say you know you know pour on the coal to get more power. And the thing is that, but there's a lot of dynamics that happen when you roll coal. So we're, what we're going to basically do is I'm it's. I'm not going to tell somebody what to like or not to like. So if you think that that's really a cool thing to uh, uh, to smoke out the car or truck or whatever. The other day I was, eh, maybe it was more about a week ago or so ago. I was, and Hackettstown is not a big town. I mean, I mean maybe to, to some small town in Wyoming, it's considered a big town, but it's really not a, it's not a big town by East Coast standards. Then I was at a traffic, there's a traffic light in town. It was more than one now, sadly. And it's on the hill. And it was a uh, older Power Stroke diesel, and it had all the you could tell by the exhaust that it was not by the by the by the sound of the exhaust that it was overfueled. Uh, it was the uh, uh, all the emission controls are off. What I call that um, not decontented. I forgot the term they use for that. Um, deleted. 
that everything was deleted on it and uh, it was jacked up so it had all of, all of the all of the proper it checked all the boxes for getting ready to roll call and there was a guy behind him and i was the third vehicle at the traffic light so there was this ford truck first there was a, a gentleman a person a man looking like a man behind them on a bmw motorcycle and then there was the uh me and my little ford fiesta so the light turned green and this guy i don't know hit the throttle on this ford and oh my god in heaven i mean this poor guy in the motorcycle i mean he was just i mean co- just covered with soot and uh really it really wasn't that nice but uh whatever so i'm not going to tell you what to like or what not to like all right that's the first thing so i'm going to give you from an engineering perspective of why it is not good to roll coal now the thing basically is there's a little bit of a foundation i have to establish here that a diesel engine is not as sensitive to the air fuel ratio as a gasoline engine is a gasoline engine which is spark ignition has a very tight window of the air fuel ratio to make the most power so if you were to roll coal metaphorically have black smoke coming out of a gasoline engine you're giving away power like you couldn't believe buddy all right but a diesel engine has a very very wide window of air fuel ratio so that's the amount of the amount of air to the amount of fuel so uh and it's not going to let me put my tongue back in my mouth so it's not nowhere near as sensitive let's just put it that way all right so the thing is that where did the origins of this rolling coal come about well if you're a tractor puller if you're you're into into tractor pulling or anything like that with a diesel engine or truck pulling what have you is that that's where it all got started because what they would do is they would overfuel the engine and you'd say why would they overfuel the engine well as i said a few seconds ago a diesel engine is not sensitive to the air fuel ratio to the extent that a gasoline engine is but the reason why you would overfuel the engine on both a gasoline and a diesel engine not only is the fuel this the uh substance we need to create combustion but it's also acting as a coolant in the cylinder <clears throat> So the origin of rolling coal with a tractor pull or a truck pull or a truck pull was that they're making phenomenal power with these engines and they want to cool the cylinder temperatures down. So they're running a ton of boost. They're running a ton. They may be running nitrous oxide on it. They may be running propane in it. A whole bunch of different things going on to make this extreme power so what is important is that you have to realize that 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 the fuel in the engine makes heat and an engine is a heat engine whether it's gasoline or diesel and if you overfuel it then you're going to have the fuel act what we would call as an engineering is a quench or a coolant so the thing is that on a tractor pull engine or truck pull something of that as you turn up they used to say turn up the pump a lot of these engines say electronic but over let's just say overfueled whatever the means are to overfuel it is that you're actually helping the engine to stay together all right so that is that and you're using it as a coolant to cool down and you know people don't realize is that you you look at exhaust gas temperature but exhaust gas temperature is different than the combustion temperature inside the cylinder so that'd be just like saying doing a um a soil test 
or a pre-side dress nitrogen test and then doing a, a, a tissue test. So a soil test is going to tell you what's in the soil. A tissue test is going to tell you what's getting in the plant. So when I'm talking about cooling off the cylinder, somebody may say, that hot rod guy, I don't know what he's talking about because I watch my EGTs and when I'm rolling cold and it's getting hot. I'm talking about in cylinder. What we're talking about is the flame temperature and the temperature that's being built in the cylinder. And uh, so that's important to understand that you, with an exhaust gas temperature gauge, you're not truly reading what is in the cylinder, just like a soil test is not telling you what's actually getting into the plant. So that's why those guys would do it. And human nature being what it is, right, is that everybody wants to look cool. So they want, So a lot of people wanted to, like I said, not being judgmental, all right wanted to mimic that look of a of a tractor pole engine a real hopped up high powered diesel engine so they started to do this rolling coal as far as overfueling the engine on the street now the fact of the matter is that you're not making any more power in the engine when you're rolling coal so that guy who smoked that that the person on the motorcycle and smoked me out with that power, older Power Stroke F250 is not making any more power by him rolling coal. And what he's actually doing is that he's wasting fuel. He's polluting the air. And I guess at 19 years old, you're probably not going to care about that. Wasting fuel and polluting air. All right. Plus, the other thing you're doing is you're making a, a <laughs> no pun intended, black eye for diesel engines. All right because people say oh i want them i want the government to outlaw those diesel engines and you have to just remember that you get in a state like california all right is that where there's where the people they put a referendum for the taxpayer for the voters i should say to vote on that every time a, a, a potential voter sees or a voter sees somebody rolling coal that that's not going to give a good uh that's it's not a a warm and fuzzy that you call that you that you're creating but i'm not here to talk about that i'm here to talk about the engine part of rolling coal so you're not doing anything you're not making so don't try to equate your diesel engine rolling coal like somebody with a 5,000 horsepower tractor pull engine and you're mimicking him he's doing it for a different reason and you have to realize that when you look at any type of high performance competition engine whether it's drag racing whether it's nascar whether it's tractor pulling truck pulling whatever it may be all right the thing is that what works on the track or what happens on the track with very very rare exception works is proper for i would say street or road use or on a farm tractor field use all right so you can't put those two together it's just like trying to use a corn head to uh, ha- to, ha- to harvest wheat on a combine it doesn't work all right so the thing is that and and people want to mimic that because they want oh he's got a hot rod truck it's like a tractor pull truck right and like it's a that's fine if that's your impetus but what you have to realize is that when you are rolling coal and you're overfueling the engine to such an extent that there's a price that you're going to pay. And, I'm not necessarily, and I don't mean the price that you're going to pay at the fuel pump, all right? That's one thing. And when you create black smoke in a diesel engine that is partially burned fuel, white smoke, believe it or not, is unburned fuel. So when you have black smoke in a diesel engine, it's partially burned fuel. So when you're overfueling the engine, you're partially burning this fuel. So it'd be like, like, like having leftovers on a plate after you went to eat all right so this fuel is 
is is not completing its combustion and it is acting as a coolant as a quench i'm not going to deny that but what you're doing is you're sooting up the whole in you're sooting up everything in the engine you're putting a lot of soot into the cylinder it's partially burned fuel so it's a lot of particulate matter the uh everything was deleted on the truck if you're doing that so you're not worried about the the scr or the diesel particulate filter that all went in the garbage right but as far as the in cylinder is concerned you're putting all of that soot past the past the rings into the oil you're actually putting you're actually dirtying up the oil and ruining its or De- degrading its lubricity is probably a better word so you're going to create excessive wear there you're polluting the ring package when you create excessive wear um, because of a lack of oil and having the particulate matter and the particulates you know is is soot so you're putting all this soot there that's actually abrasive on the cylinder wall so not only are you polluting the oil you're creating a higher level of abrasion where the ring is riding on the cylinder wall and you are <clears throat> also removing that cross hatch you're sooting up the intake manifold you're if it has i doubt if it has egr anymore so you're now you're putting all of that through the turbocharger so now you're impacting the turbocharger with this particulate matter with this hot with this unburned partially burned fuel let me correct myself and it's attacking everything there so the fact of the matter is is that you are taking a great deal of longevity off of that engine in every way shape or form every time that you just roll coal out the back and just like a to a a corn farmer or any farmer a picket fence stand is something to be proud of so right so i shoot for a picket fence stand you shoot for a picket fence stand everybody shoots for a picket fence stand as an engineer and i mean i'm not a hot rod farmer so i mean i love making power right i mean so the thing is that don't but the true hallmark of power on a diesel engine has no exhaust smoke now i'm not talking then, then again i'm going to repeat i'm not talking about a tractor pull guy who's doing a whole bunch of other stuff and is only going to have this engine run stay for a short time but you have a semi you have a pickup truck what you want to do is your goal just like a picket fence stand is to make that thing go like go like stink and have clean exhaust then that's something to be proud of because when you're you know to me the way i'm thinking you're blowing so much rolling so much coal that you don't want the other guy behind you to see how i'm gonna get your eye how slow your truck really is because you're smoking them out you're like the old james bond used to put up a smoke screen so the other so the guy behind him couldn't see where he went but the, again i'm repeating it the hallmark if you truly want to bra- brag and impress people you want that diesel to go like stink and have a clean exhaust and that is a picket fence stand when it comes to engines
Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook and the Captain Tim O'Byrne with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM. Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. And we've been lucky enough to have spent the last 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey. And from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very special show. Country music history comes alive with stars, songs, and stories. You know, we're blessed with great stars here on our show tonight. The face and voice of country music on TV and radio. Having a good time? This is going to be fun. Country Music Hall of Fame member Ralph Emery. Sunday right here on America's only agribusiness and Western lifestyle network, Rural Radio. There's more to come here on the Ralph Emery Show. Bring Rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's most important network. RFD-TV now. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So all you guys that are rolling call, you probably shut the radio off by now. You don't want to hear what I have to say. But think about it. Think about it before we before you meet me in the farm shop. You want to be able to have to go up against somebody and say, man, look at that thing going. There's no smoke out of the exhaust. That shows you that you really know how to tune and you are a hot rod farmer. But now it's time to get Tex Rubinowitz and he's the hot rod man and he's going to come on in and he's going to meet us in the farm shop. All righty, text on roll any call. So today, and meet me in the farm shop. Come on, grab a seat, sit down, listen. We're going to talk about EGR. Gasoline and diesel engines are equipped with exhaust gas recirculation or EGR systems to help control oxides of nitrogen emissions. If excessive carbon deposits form on the pintle of the valve, it may not seal. That will allow exhaust gas, which is inert, to be fed to the induction track during engine operation states that will not accept it. The result can be a rough idle, stalling, or a lack of power. Do not assume that a trouble code will be stored recognizing the leaking EGR system. The software has a perimeter for this, and if the leak is just below that threshold, the way the engine runs will be impacted without evoking a diagnostic code. To check for a valve that is not sealing, you need to remove it and examine the pintle area. 
to find an unseen leak, pour a small amount of a thin liquid such as brake fluid or carburetor cleaner on the pintle and see if it goes past and leaks past. So it's very important for you to do that because EGR systems, a leaking EGR valve with a minor leak will really, really mess up because an engine, gasoline or diesel, because it's going to skew the combustion event. All right, it's inert, so you're actually, I'm not going to say you're leaning the mixture out. What you're basically doing is you are uh, putting a, instead of putting fuel and oxygen in, you're putting something in there that is not going to to work whatsoever. So just keep that in mind. And uh, I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. And I want to see no smoke out of those diesel engines. I don't want to see you rolling coal down the road. All right, take care. And if I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to send me an email. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome to Bushels and Cents from Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. I am your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. When diagnosing an electrical problem in a circuit, you need to determine how it is wired. It can be battery looking for ground or ground looking for battery. Battery looking for ground means that the circuit is powered up all of the time and the ground side is shut on and off. Ground looking for battery describes that the voltage supply is switched, but the ground is constant. It must also be determined if a relay is part of the circuit. A relay allows a low amperage draw capable switch to control a high current draw circuit. And never forget, it is not what you make, but what you keep that counts. Agriculture runs on machinery, profits on reliability. Visit FarmMachineryDigest.com, where steel and soil meet. Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we've recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. If you're like me, it's all about the great outdoors. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, biking, cooking, campfires. I love it. This is Beck, your host of the Bend Radio Show. Join me every week as we get the latest outdoor news and updates. We have hacks and gadgets. Plus, hear the stories from the backcountry that empowers all of us. Catch Beck if you can every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here. Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM.